The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Welcome in to another off-season edition of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton and Jess Navarez currently with you. Uh, Aisha is stuck in some typical morning traffic, so she will be joining us here shortly. But uh, the traffic's no joke. Yeah, it's really not. And it's so strange, too, how, like, you can leave... Like thirty minutes mm. either earlier or later than when you right. like and like when you normally leave and it, the traffic pattern is it's so different. You so. know what's crazy is I went to go visit my hometown and keep in mind there's only two lanes on the freeway <gasps> back home <gasps> and everyone goes so slow and everyone's just driving under the speed limit. And then I came back here and I was like, Oh, oh. my goodness, brace yourself. Like Zippy. you are back in Dallas. Zippy. It is Y'all be careful on the roads when you're driving <laughs> over here. It is no joke. Yeah, people on the uh, the tollway always get me because oh, I yeah. um, I may or may not have a uh, lead foot. Can't confirm or deny that. But nope, we're not when, we're not doing that. When people like start to ride my bumper, I'm like, okay, like you got it. Like let me just get out of your way because I'm moving and not fast enough. For my you. biggest driving pet peeve is when the light barely turns green and people are like oh. honking. Like, can you chill out? <laughs> I haven't even had time to move my foot from my brake to my gas pedal. Like, relax. The yeah. light's not going to change that. Anyways, Ugh. drivers. Please just let's all take a breath. Right. Woosa. It's fine. <laughs> uh, let's get into some football conversation here. Obviously, the biggest news of the week, Jalen Hurts setting the tone for anybody else <laughs> uh, looking Literally. to uh, make some money going into this upcoming season. He just inked, and I want to make sure I get the numbers exactly right here. So uh, earlier this week, he signed a five-year $255 million contract extension with the Eagles. That includes, Jess, it includes a $23 million signing bonus and $179 million of that initial 255 mm. mil is all guaranteed. Breaks down into an average annual salary of $51 million a year. Uh, there's a couple other things in there that uh, are incentives as well for him. But the, the big thing is, is he's now the highest paid player in the NFL. And it's so interesting when you look at the uh, evolution of Jalen Hurts yep. and the quarterback that he's become. I remember covering him at the Senior Bowl a few years ago and reporters were always asking him, you know, like, well, are you going to work out as a running back? Are you going to work out as a wide receiver? And he was so adamant in saying no, I'm a quarterback, I'm yep. a quarterback, I'm a quarterback. This conversation came up a couple years ago as well whenever he was with the Eagles. So um, it's so it's interesting to see how that market continues to grow. And, you know, a few years ago, Patrick Mahomes, I think his was, was $250 yeah. mil as well. So uh, now it's Jalen Hurts. You know, and I, it would not be girls talk, boys talk without pointing out that Jalen Hurts' agent, Nicole Lynn. Nicole Lynn, made this happen. <laughs> so a big shout out to Nicole 
for making history in the NFL because what a deal. What a deal for Jalen Hurts. And look, I'm going to take off the Cowboys hat that I have on to say this, guys. He earned that money. He absolutely earned that money. And it's just unfortunate because the Cowboys have to continue to play him twice a year from here on out. But the thing about Jalen Hurts is when you have the option to be so versatile to decide if you want to be a wide receiver or a quarterback – that's a threat. And yeah. what's interesting is a lot of people counted him out oh, pre-NFL yeah. because of the skill set that he had. And look at him proving people wrong now. So um, earning that money, but also a big downfall of that is, again, your Dallas Cowboys have to see him twice a year. And that makes for a really good rivalry, just a little cherry on top yeah. because it, it adds to that rivalry and that spice that it already has. Yeah, it's so interesting, too, when you look at, you know, um, Nicole Lynn, because I'm glad you brought her up. Uh, I I love her. I think that she's someone who I have met and I have looked up to. I would love to get her on the show at some point as well, but she's so busy now. Uh, But even seeing her evolution, you know, whenever I – same concept, like whenever she was at the Senior Bowl with Jalen, she was still just acquiring – Clients here and there. I think her biggest uh, client was Quinnen Williams, who was drafted in the first round to the Jets a few mm. years back, and that's kind of what put her on the map. And now she's like the the go to person for yep. all players, SEC, yep. anyone who you think is going to be in the top ten uh, or go in the top ten rather in the draft. So the the work she has done has been tremendous. Uh, now. Obviously, Dak Prescott will be up for a contract extension. They just reworked his contract to save some money uh, in the salary cap going into this season. But the conversation has been had about giving him a contract extension, what that looks like financially, what what he thinks he deserves versus what the front office thinks he deserves. So it'll be interesting now that he kind of has this platform to say like, oh, well, Jalen Hurts is getting this, and I've done this also. So, you know, so it's a good and bargaining And I'm tactic. getting paid the same amount as Daniel Jones. Yeah. Which is, you throw that little wrench in there. Yeah. There, there's point. a big difference there is Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott annually make a, around the same amount of money. And then you have this big gap between what they're making and then Jalen Hurts. So to me, you know, just being unbiased, Dak Prescott is clearly the better quarterback um, when, when you look at experience statistics than Daniel Jones. So I think, you know, a little bit of extra cash is is not out of the question for Dak at all. It's just finding a fair amount. And what I loved that Jerry and Steven both brought up, uh, or I think it was Steven Moore at the Combine um, in regards to talking about any player. They don't want to insult anybody when they're talking about prices. And so I appreciate that mindset as well. But, yeah, no, Dak, absolutely. Get your payday. Get your payday, Dak. But uh, <laughs> it, it's interesting to see, even for players like Lamar Jackson, who's in, in that mix as well and in that conversation. But mm. for all quarterbacks Gosh, that, we could that have all that. an entire three episodes yeah. on the three. Lamar Jackson. Specifically saga, three right? episodes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, going off those same lines, Jess, uh, when you think about, you know, who deserves to get paid, I want to compare some stats here from the 2023 season uh, between Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. This, keeping in mind, Dak did miss, what, four games off yep. the top of the season because of that broken thumb. Uh, Jalen Hurts did miss two, I believe, uh, towards the, the end of the season with a shoulder injury. So here's some numbers to think about, and we'll kind of discuss uh, afterwards. So uh, comparing total yards for the season, Jalen Hurts had 3,701 yards to Dak Prescott's 2,800 yards. Uh, that's eight yards per attempt for Jalen Hurts versus 7.3 yards per attempt for Dak Prescott. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw 22 touchdowns 
Dak through 23. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Hurts had six interceptions, and as we know, Dak Prescott had the worst year of his career yeah. in terms of turnovers with 15. So when you look at those numbers, I'm honestly— they're, they're comparable. They're pretty comparable, yeah. yeah. I, I I haven't tangibly looked at the comparison between the numbers or where Dak kind of stacked up really since the end of the season, which feels like forever. But right. keeping into account that this is five missed games for Prescott, I think that's a – I think that warrants a payday. I do too. And, you know, <laughs> when you talk about the interceptions, I, I think it. we all know at this point it was a, a mixture of miscommunication among the offense as a whole – not necessarily just on Dak's shoulders. So when I look at that stat, and that's really the only differing stat that I put side by side, as you were saying, I don't really see that as being a downfall for him because then you also do look at those intercept, the, excuse me, those touchdowns. And then the total yards, you're talking about somebody that had an injury, you know, on his throwing hand. You're mm-hmm. talking about somebody with a thumb injury on his throwing hand that, yeah, it healed up and it was great and it didn't seem to be an issue, but that's still on your throwing hand and you came back and you still had a great season. Yeah. I mean, look, give Dak his money. He's <laughs> earned it. We all know that. It's just incredible to see what the quarterback market is and what it's becoming before our eyes yeah really right now yeah it's so i mean because you expect the quarterback to be the highest paid position on your roster right, right. I mean, the quarterback is the guy he's the one that you know is on the posters he's the one that you always want to talk to when it comes to media availability he's typically you know one of your leaders one of your captains there's our girl hey. um welcome in aisha yay <laughs> hey y'all she's so excited to be here with us <laughs> uh, but you know, so it makes sense uh, to get that money. Now, something yeah. you have to keep in mind, too, uh, when it comes to just comparing Dak and uh, Jalen as quarterbacks are obviously very different. Dak Prescott isn't as efficient when it comes to running the football. That right. is, on the flip side, Jalen Hurts's uh, strong suit. So when you look at the 22 versus the 23 touchdowns, it is important to note that he had quite a few of those on the ground as well. And when you're, when you're bringing up that point, too— the interceptions, having more interceptions than Jalen Hurts obviously makes sense. If you have a more mobile quarterback who's going to be likely taking that into the end zone himself versus a passing quarterback yeah, that's going to be launching point. it into the end zone, naturally you're probably going to see a little bit more interceptions come Dak's way when it comes to comparables with Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott because of their different play styles. Yeah, and that's so, a really good point. You know, I don't think that's something that'll change. I don't think you're going to see a 6 to 15 difference, you know, at any point, and I hope not uh, again. But I do think when you're looking at these stats and comparing these players, you have to keep in mind that they're such different play styles when it comes to how they run their offense and how they play in the pocket. Because RPO, that's Jalen Hurts' bread and butter. And since the ankle injury, you don't really see a more mobile Dak Prescott, which is fine. It works for him. But you also do see him being a little bit more pass heavy, which, you know, in turn typically is going to mean you're seeing more interceptions than somebody who's going to run the ball themselves. Yeah. Hello, Aisha. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I can't forget the the, the weapons that the Eagles have. As yeah, well. I yeah. was just getting ready to say <laughs> yeah. it's important to note, too, um, the offensive line situation as well when you look at what mm. the Cowboys dealt with versus what the Eagles dealt with. The Eagles had one of the healthiest offensive lines yep. in the game last year. The the game. Uh, so that obviously makes a difference, which we will get into in our next block as we dive into the draft a little bit. Aisha, I want to give you the last couple of minutes here. We've been talking about uh, Jalen Hurts. Obviously, he got paid. It's uh, more money than I think I'll ever be <laughs> <laughs> got I don't even think I can imagine having like that much money, but uh, just your thoughts on Jalen Hurts and you know what he's earned. Oh, absolutely. Uh, very obviously, very. I'm I'm very player first around here, so uh, like to see guys get in there. They're just due also to just 
the way that he plays the game, putting his body on the line the way he does, like, you know, them paying him is is according is it's according to how the market is right now. But also too just um just I, I I think you probably mentioned it, but he reminds me just so much of his personality, leadership. I don't really do Philly like that. However, heard so many great things. <laughs> really, I've heard so many great things about Jalen, yeah. uh, his character, his leadership and stuff. So I think the Eagles really do have a good guy on their hands and somebody that is not afraid to persevere through, you know, through uh, tribulations, I guess you want to say so. Yeah, nice word. it's scary too to think about, you know, because every year it feels like there's these like monumental deals that are being done in the NFL and the yeah. next year there's always one that's even bigger. But what's the next one? When Patrick like? Mahomes signed uh, that contract, and I want to get the exact numbers on there so that we can um, adequately, adequately recognize, you know, how big of a deal that was there yeah so Patrick Mahomes his base salary he signed a 10-year 450 million dollar contract extension with the Chiefs now obviously that number that 450 million is a bigger number but it also goes over an extended period of time so when you talk about getting a long-term deal done he got it done the Chiefs said baby here you go but now you're flipping the switch and you're thinking about, you know, Jalen Hurts, the position is changing. We've talked about him being more of a mobile quarterback, being a little bit more versatile um, and getting more money in less time. So it's just it's kind of almost scary to think about, you know, like what the next big contract will be, because it, yeah. it's just wild to think that the money keeps growing that much, that the availability to be able to offer that type of salary to a person, like, it just blows my mind. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're getting towards, is it, is it baseball numbers? Yeah, I mean, Ooh. that's a... Uh... Getting closer to baseball numbers. But then also, too, I mean, we don't know the logistics of the... I, personally, I don't know the logistics of the deal, and I know that sometimes with these deals, they'll, like, front front loaded like you'll yeah. get paid a lot in the yeah first that's what we talked years. about yeah. yeah you guys talked about okay yeah yeah, yeah. Well, just the, and all the that breakdown stuff. yeah the breakdown yeah. of uh his signing bonus there were a couple of incentives that i didn't mention because i feel like it he said enough with the right <laughs> the 23 I'm million dollars see, guaranteed you know i'm interested to see what position gets paid higher because you look across the nfl right now and Jalen Hurts is one of the top quarterbacks, whether we like to admit it or not over here in the NFC East. Jalen Hurts is one of your top quarterbacks. So who would get that next deal and what position would it be? Would it be quarterback? Where are we talking here to get that next big deal, that historic deal? So keep yeah, on that because that's interesting to think about. Yeah, it's got to be quarterback because like the league tried a couple years ago with Ezekiel Elliott when they the Cowboys paid him yeah. all that money as a running back position, and you just see like how the tread on the tires wears off so much quicker. Yeah. So it becomes more of a risk when you're offering these big numbers to positions like your running backs. I think wide receiver would be my next guess, but well, would it be that defense? Would you go tough. defensive? No, honestly, with like, what the Ravens did with Odell Beckham is something that I think oh, a man. lot of teams were yeah. not even yeah. playing. Planning on doing. Mm-mm. You look at DeAndre Hopkins. Got a great deal. What there. happened with him trying to? So I do agree that I do think it'll probably continue to be quarterback because yeah. Lordy, Lordy. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts, fantastic player, all that stuff. But Joe Burrow, Joe like Burby. you start getting Herbert, Her. baby, you start getting to those gentlemen, and you just like, you know what? They probably. Yeah, they probably gonna get a penny too. Yeah, Dak Prescott <laughs> or two. Dak Prescott, <laughs> or, yeah, Dak, Dak or, Prescott, or three like, or four pennies. His, yeah, <laughs> a lot of that's a lot of pennies. Really, how many pennies? Man, where could you put all those pennies? 
I, that's a lot of pennies. No, nah, honestly, but Cha-ching. hey, y'all, collect your coins. Yeah. If it, keep your coins. True. Dude, I'm telling you, my uncle passed a couple years ago, and the amount of coin, <laughs> the amount of coins we found that he just had been holding on to, like it, it accumulates over time. No, it's a good thing. I'm yeah. telling you, no, like it does. your parents tell you to save your change, change, save it. It might. There you go. It ain't gonna be no millions out here, but <laughs> you don't know. Right. It might get you some groceries when you need some in a pinch or something. It does come very handy. <laughs> a song. It does come in a very handy time. <laughs> like if you have that little jar that you just throw your change yeah. in. Although I don't really carry cash most of the time to have change. No, the change, I don't ever have cash. You know what? The change that I do have is all over the floor. Look like, on the ground. I find it on the floor all the time in my apartment. I'm close to the ground, so <laughs> you, I see it. You guys, this is too much. I'm, well, we were talking about pennies, my <laughs> bad, y'all. All right, anyways. <laughs> Let's go ahead and, though, and take our first break uh, here on Good on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. Uh, when we come back, we're not going to talk about pennies, unfortunately, but we are going to talk about the upcoming NFL draft. We're officially a week away from the first day of this year's draft, so we're going to dive into what that looks like for the Cowboys, and we are going to talk about what Stephen Jones had to say about that draft as well here on Girls Talk Boys Talk. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Let's get into the draft, ladies. But first, let's get in with Jess. Uh, Register now for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT AT&T Stadium or the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players and dance camps are taught by current Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Save $25 when you sign up for camp by May 12th. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash camps. And I almost read the wrong one. So uh, a little bit of hesitation, but we're getting through it, guys. That's okay. These morning shows are, I'm a little more awake today. Get in with the camps. Yeah, if you sounds fun. learn from the best. Um, okay, so let's get into the draft a little bit. I was trying to pull up an 
on one of my old things, but it's not opening, so no big deal. Uh, let's get into the draft, though, because obviously it's a week away. I feel like we've been talking about the draft for so many days now. Mm-hmm. Uh, hashtag wet off season. But the reality is, is that it is less than a week away at this point. Uh, or I guess it is a week away. It starts on Thursday of next week. That went by fast. Uh, I know. I know really it has. Um, there's been so much talk about, you know, the Cowboys are taking who, when, where. Are they going to trade up? Are they going to trade out of the first round? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so there's obviously a lot of opportunities for the Cowboys to capitalize uh, in so many different ways, especially with those early uh, first, second, and third round picks. Now, the tricky part about the draft this year is that the positions I think that the Cowboys are really in need of, like when you talk need, I'm thinking linebacker, I'm mm-hmm. thinking interior offensive line, and I'm also thinking interior defensive line. Those are your needs. The problem is <laughs> some of the other positions look a little bit better. Yeah. Like when you look at what the tight end position offers in the draft this year, it's the heaviest and probably the most talent heavy, I would say, uh, class going into this draft. Aisha, you can correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. Um, so that's obviously an option as well to look at. Stephen Jones spoke about this in length. Jess, I know you kind of did a deep dive into uh, Stephen Jones and just kind of keeping us up to date with that. Uh, give us kind of the spark notes on sure. what uh, the COO is thinking for next week. Yeah, so what I really liked is that Stephen went in there saying, this is a time where we're drafting for, you know, not much of a need at this point. It's he he feels like after the off season that the Cowboys had with the splash signings with Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore, that they don't feel pressured to draft for a need at this point. And so, um, you know, he also mentioned how that best player available mentality, you know, those words not hit those words are mine, not his is kind of relevant right now with the with the Cowboys, you know, front office going into this draft. What I thought was interesting, Haley, we were talking about this before we started recording, was that when he was talking about this specifically best player available mentality, mm-hmm. he mentioned the tight end group on his own. He wasn't asked about it. Nobody brought up tight end. He mentioned it on his own. So for all of you mock drafters out there, something to just keep an eye on are those nuances that Steven's bringing this up on his own. He's not being asked about it. He brought it up. Um, he also got asked about Bijan, um, which, you know, we'll get into that here in a minute. He was also asked about where he sees Tyler Smith lining up and I liked his answer because it was very in-depth and it was the first time that we've really heard a long in-depth winded long-winded answer from Stephen about this Uh, we'll get into that in a second we also heard um, if negotiations started with CeeDee Lamb yet uh, for a contract extension what I also liked speaking of you know Stephen not being asked but just bringing it up he said you know not quite there yet. However, it's heavy on our mind post-draft, uh, something that we're going to pay attention to for not only CD, but he brought up none other than Trayvon Diggs. Um, so, again, it was a very good interview done with a lot of really good information. And so if you haven't had the chance to listen to it yet, go listen to it. But, yeah, that's basically the gist of it. You got some draft talk, some contract extension talk, and then you got um, some O-line talk, which I think was really the meat and potatoes of this entire interview yeah some clarity there uh one listening to steven i felt like the way that he talked about uh tyler smith i was like yeah like let the dude be the left tackle that he is and and let him go about his business but i will say that um with the even with the tight end conversation yeah he he brought it up and stuff but he said he he did say like between the first and the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he mentioned that, 
you know, often. And if you really look at the meat and potatoes of the draft and I'm you so start hungry. looking at you start looking <laughs> at the tight end position, there are a lot of good tight ends in those mid rounds yeah. that yeah. you can, you know, so yeah, are there gentlemen that are in the second round and stuff that you could that you could get from the tight end position and plug and play short. But there are some guys like that, that can come in and, and be successful for you. I just think it depends on what they're looking mm. for. Or do they want someone to come in and completely change the room or elevate the room with uh, Hendershot and Ferguson? Yeah. Or like trying to set a different foundation? It just depends on what they're looking for I in think the tight end position. With that, something that keeps being brought up is the loss of Dalton Schultz in mm-hmm. the offseason. Because, again, that's something he's brought up multiple times from interviews since it's happened this being no different and he talked about losing Dalton Schultz and that's kind of how this whole tight end conversation got brought up but he also talked about uh, you know the importance of retaining their guys this offseason that for the most part they retained exactly who they wanted to and of course he named Dono by name uh, first with that one but I think it's interesting that he keeps mentioning Dalton Schultz so maybe a tight end in this draft class that is very Dalton Schultz-esque and that can be you know that it guy eventually and maybe not now but build up to be that that hole that you're essentially missing in that tight end room now yeah you got to keep in mind too because when we spoke to mike um at the combine and i don't know how much he changed his stance uh when he got to owners meetings and had conversations there but when we talked to him at the combine Mike was very adamant in saying, because he was asked about Dalton Schultz, and he was very adamant in saying, like, we're revamping the way that we look at the tight end position. Which, to me, it sounds more like because of the loss of Ezekiel Elliott and the pass protection Mm -hmm. that he brought to the table, it sounds like, to me, that this is a good opportunity for you know, the guys to go in and really look at what the tight ends can offer from a blocking position, very similar to what Sean McEwen uh, does already. And we have to remember he's still on the roster uh, when you when you talk about these tight ends. My question going into this season um, is, will Jake Ferguson be ready, be equipped to take over the responsibilities of what Dalton Schultz did last year? Is he the, is he ready? Because we talked about last week just some of the jumps that the sophomores are taking. Uh, to me, this is a real opportunity for him to solidify himself as that as that yeah. tight end one. And what you get out of Jake Ferguson, you get you know the Dalton Schultz like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, connectivity between yep. him and Dak. You've seen him working out with Dak all summer. So he's very clearly trying to build that chemistry with Dak. So maybe you get that, uh, you know, Great point. God, what's the word I'm looking for? Like your, your go-to, your go-to guy. That, no, go-to guy is what I was because that's what Dalton was to Dak. Yeah. Like when things got into a pickle and and Dak fell oh, under pressure. Blanket? Yeah, like yeah. he yep. would find he would find Dalton. So I'm wondering if the way that this coaching staff and the way the front office sees the tight end situation right now, is Jake primed to be that guy for Dalton or for Dak, especially given, you know, the supplements they brought in at wide receiver. So I wonder if, I wonder how much truth there is in the we're revamping the tight end position mm. or if there's been something that they've seen that they feel like they could bring someone else in and, and have more of a competition. So that's definitely an area where, like, come training camp, I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to keep my eyes on that because you want to see how these tight ends are being uh, worked into uh, the offense. Yeah, and, and with the way that they – 
say they want to run the ball. It's important. But I will say that for, like, we gonna see. Yeah, the Cowboys have continued to <laughs> to draft tight end um, through the years. Like obviously, like in the later rounds, they develop guys. And when you look at Jake Ferguson, even so, like he was known for his blocking ability coming out of college, and he had some receiving quality. So when they say revamp, I think also too, it's they want. It's hard to find guys that can do both. It's hard to find guys that can block in line and mm-hmm. slip out and be a receiver. Like, the Travis Kelseys of the world and those gentlemen are, are are not easy to come across. And even so, like, Travis Kelsey is not an avid blocker, right? Mm-hmm. He's not. Like, I, no, I know not. people, like, he's not. So... Um, he's not, but he can. He and can. that's what makes him so dangerous. Yeah, is. that's what makes him dangerous is, is, is your tight end a threat? Mm-hmm. They want yeah. your tight end. If your tight end is a receiving threat that also has blocking ability, that is a juggernaut in this in this NFL right now. So yeah. w- when you mention revamping, I do understand them possibly having to kind of change some of their ways of thinking. Is it he can't just be somebody out there blocking an extra O lineman? No, this guy needs to be someone that people have to plan for and understand yeah. that hey, if he's open, he can get the ball and he has yard after catch ability. I think that might be the difference. Yeah. We even talked about it last season. Yeah. It was like Dalton was very much so fighting. Baby, baby where years. I catch the ball is where yeah. I'm going down yeah. at. Yeah, someone well. was saying the other day about <laughs> Dalton, and I just had to stop and scratch my head because, it, you know, like there's so many times whenever, and I'm going to rant a little bit here, there's so many times whenever people tell us, like, oh, like you guys are girls, you don't know what you're talking about. Always. And I literally listened to a man who likely did not play any <laughs> sort of collegiate, <laughs> uh, any sort of collegiate football, hasn't really touched any sort of professional high athleticism, and had the audacity to say that Dalton Schultz was like a yak god. Oh, and I was like, what sir. Dalton Schultz are you watching? That's, and it's no disrespect to his no. game. Like, he's got good hands, the ability to he's get the first that down, guy. that's that. But he's no Dallas Goddard. Like, he's no Travis yeah. Kelsey. Like, where Dalton Schultz catches that ball, he's going to maybe try and fake you out a little bit. And he's going to yeah. like, you know what? Let me just sit down. We got yeah. the first down. Let me just sit down. No, the, aud- like, that. the audacity. It's always, it's always, always, <laughs> always the guys that just sit back and watch football and are just yelling random things through the game that, Dalton like, think Schultz they is a, know. Is a yak and, God. And they expect his, you not his yak ability will be will be <laughs> beneficial in Houston. Okay, come again. Yeah. Say what? Come, come no. again. Say what? Okay. No. Do so, I? I think he'll play better healthy because he did deal right. with some injuries or whatever. Right. But baby, ain't no yak ability no. in that no. man. It's not. No, his, it's you not know, his strength. It's and, not his strength. And that's okay. That's okay. It's just you. You need that. You want that. But Aisha, to your point about you know how much is going to change with this offense, we keep hearing Mike McCarthy say it's about a thirty percent change. Well. What is that 30%? Where is that going to be at? And I think this entire conversation of drafting a tight end in the first round is such a big thing because historically, Cowboys just don't do that. The last time they did that was 1997 with Matt LaFleur. In recent times, you know, the Cowboys drafted Gavin Escobar in 2013 in the second round, May he rest 47th in 47th overall. May he rest in peace. But after that, I mean, tight ends I don't correct me if I'm wrong especially I don't think the tight end group has been this talked about in a long time to be such a conversation that you're talking about a tight end in the first round for the Cowboys I mean best player available mentality but like you're saying they do have or like Steven said I should say uh they do have this I guess convenience that they had such a splash of an offseason that they can really go about it which way but what I need, what I'm looking for, what I am honing in on, everybody, is 
the Pass Pro. We need it. We want it. We like it. Do we got it? We, we don't know. Uh, we, we don't know yet. And uh, somebody I'm really going to keep an eye on this next season with that specifically is Tony Pollard to see how much he's putting uh, that work into growing that aspect of his game. Because, again, that's something that Zeke was so underappreciated for was the Pass Pro aspect of his game. I want to see Tony Pollard stepping into that running back one role with the Pass Pro, not something that's really a downfall for him um, that that it has been in previous years. I, I did see improvement this last season, but I want to see that jump for him uh, going into this next season. So I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know which way they're going to go in the draft. I think it can go any which way, but yeah. either way, what a good problem to have. That we can sit here talking about, like, you know, we can go this position or this position, and it, you know, no matter which way, you still have a really good team stacked up, ready for this next season, no matter which position you go. Yeah, unless they, unless they, honestly, unless they do something Crazy. outlandish, out of control. Oh, oh man, what that'd what, be kind of fun. Find outlandish though, and then we're gonna take our our second break. But what it what what would be if I get this sentence out? What would be <laughs> like? What would blow your mind in that first round? Pick? What, would, what would blow my mind? Uh, Trading up. I mean. I would say maybe like maybe a quarterback, even a running back, even a running back to yeah. me in the first round is it just feels like unless it is, again, unless it's like a a Bijan, a, a Bijan, Bijan or something <laughs> like that. I don't I feel like they can go like you said, they can yeah. go almost any position and it would be okay. But I just can't. <laughs> You're not on that, that tight that end first, train? That first round tight end thing the way you have to be complete to be that, and I understand a lot of people uh, want Michael, Michael Mayer from mm-hmm. Notre Dame, yeah, and that's because he is—he seems the most NFL ready. Yeah, he looks like a tight end. Him if, and Dalton Kincaid. Is yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. What I like they look the most NFL plug and play ready, or whatever the case may be. But sure. even so, tight end is such a specific. It's such a specific position. It takes so much time to me to really develop. I mean, we didn't see Dalton Schultz really start to flourish until, what, his third year? Second year? Third uh, year? Mm-hmm. It, I would say second second year because you had Blake Jarwin in the yeah. mix back then as well, yeah, who was, was your it guy but, after but even, Jason Witten. even then, people were really looking for Jaws to be more of the guy. Like, mm-hmm. if yeah. I'm not mistaken, people were really more excited about Jaws. And then and his, his injury. And his and his injuries happened yeah. or whatever. So even with Blake, Jar- uh, Blake Jarwin, even with Dalton Schultz, it took him some time to really develop into the tight end that he became. And so I just try to temper my expectations with, with tight end. It takes time. It's not an easy position. They, they're asked to do a lot. They're Unless you're Jason Witten, then you're yeah. just a goat, and that's Please just stop. what it is. You know? <laughs> All right, well, let's go ahead and take our second and final break here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. When we come back, we're going to continue chatting about the draft and also talk a little bit about what Dak Prescott said on his podcast with Adam Schefter. I guess technically it's Adam Schefter's podcast, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, we're going to talk about what he said and what stood out when we come back on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. 
What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. minutes here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw. We're going to talk a little Dak Prescott, but first let's go to Jess. Make your draft party gear a number one pick with Dallas Cowboys caps and apparel. Score all you need at the nearest pro shop or log into shop.dallascowboys.com. E-Fanatics experience. Get your gear ready. Gonna be I know fun it's going to be a season before we know it. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's get into um, let's get into <laughs> Dak Prescott a little bit more here. Uh, we've been talking about you know just a reliable target that he is going to have with the loss of Dalton Schultz. Obviously, the Cowboys did so much during uh, the free agency period and making some additions via trade. One of those trades, of course, being uh, Brandon Cooks. Dak Prescott went on the Adam Schefter podcast earlier this week, and one of the things he talked about was how excited he is to uh, yep. get to play with Brandon Cooks. I don't think, I don't think that we are fully equipped to see what a healthy and happy and stud Brandon Cooks yeah, is yeah. going to be. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that Dak talked about was he's just his speed yeah. and, and what he brings to the table. So it, it almost gets me excited thinking like, oh, like this could be kind of like the Dolphins where they have Tua and Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Uh, I know like CD's not known to be like as speedy, but still I think when you've got the threat of uh cd lamb and then you got brandon cooks as well uh it'll be interesting but it is good to hear from your quarterback that he's excited to get to work with a new guy and that he's working with him this offseason already mm -hmm. they're already getting throwing practice in the together <laughs> and he said which contrary to what eagles fans believe is at Dak's house i saw a tweet of an eagles fan saying oh the cowboys named their facility the Dak yard i'm like Dude, that's it. His yeah, house. I just need to. Anyways. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do. <laughs> they just need to feel. They need to feel alive. It, oh, that's sad for them. <laughs> Sucks to be them. Um, <laughs> what I love though is that he said that's real speed when he was talking about Brandon Cooks. It's like, oh, that is real speed. You're correct. And so, just hearing Dak be excited to talk about this new shiny weapon he has on the offense to throw to. Ooh. It got me excited. Yeah. I was listening to it this morning and just jotting down some notes. I was like, yeah, Dak, that is real speed. You're right. Like, it's it's exciting to know that Dak has all these weapons. You have, um, you know, like you had mentioned, CD as well. But you also have MG, who's really on his prove-it year. You're, you're recovered. You're you're healthy. You're getting this offseason work in. What are you going to bring? Let's see it. Bring it. A game. I'm excited for this offense, guys. Yeah. yeah. And with Brandon Cooks, uh, I, I don't remember the last – 
if I'm not mistaken, the last time the Cowboys had a shifty type receiver like that, the closest thing I can even think of is is Cole Beasley. Yeah. Mm. That's that's yeah. honestly and they're not the same. They're not yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. But just the, the speed same. aspect of but it. But the and Cole Beasley wasn't even that fast, but the, somebody to do that intermediate mm. work and work. can get yeah. yards after catch and yeah. be reliable and be a bl- yeah. like I don't know when the last time Dak has had a guy like that. Brandon yeah. Cooks it's so funny because he is young because he started playing at 20, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And he's been in the league eight years, like nine years now. And yeah, so it's been a minute. It's been a minute. And I think that people think he's old because of the trades, because of the – and I'm like, no, this is a young, sprightly <laughs> – yeah. He's a young gentleman. <laughs> he's yeah. young, yeah. He is – He first of all, he my age. Let me, first of all, <laughs> don't start. Like, but <laughs> – but I he's just young. feel like, and I'm for real. I get I get caught up myself because when you when you I just feel like he feels like he's been in the league a long time. Mm-hmm. So you associate that with him him being this older guy, and I'm like, no. Nah, there's a lot of respect for what he can do. But when Dak said that's real speed, there's a difference between being fast and having football speed, mm-hmm. being able to put that speed into a route and separate and yeah. to really look so it makes the Dolphins to, dangerous. Absolutely, to really look, you look faster than everybody else because there's control in that movement and and how to separate. And so with Brandon Cooks, I I'm actually excited for Dak to experience what it is to play play with a receiver like Brandon Cooks because I don't think that he's had a weapon like him his whole career no, in the NFL I don't think so, so far. Ooh, so yeah, no, it's a, it's there's a lot. Of, there should be a lot of versatility in this offensive, in this uh, offense on the on the receiving side of the ball. You got MG boundary guy, deep threat, can do slants, that type of stuff. High point the ball, and then you bring in Brandon Cooks that can pretty much do just go. So, yeah, he can do so much. <laughs> just gonna of get the, the ball and, and yeah, do magic things and with then it. Swiss, period. He's like the Swiss Army knife, and CD Lamb can do so much as well in the slot outside. There's some versatility oh, in this room, and I think exciting. Dak has a right to be excited about what he can do with this with this receiving core. Yeah, it'll be interesting too because I think the. Uh, if, Quite a few of those interceptions last season just came from, you know, lack of chemistry. Like I, the mm-hmm. one that the one to me that was like the epitome of what Dak Prescott's season was last year uh, was against, uh, I believe it was the Titans, and he threw the perfect first down pass to Peyton Hendershot. And he lasered it in so hard and fast, and probably you know that a Dalton Schultz or mm-hmm. a CD Lamb would be used to catching, and it literally went shoop. Right through yep. Peyton's hand, and then it was intercepted in return. So yep. I think a lot of that will be eliminated with the addition of Brandon Cooks. It's very similar to what T.Y. Hilton brought to the table last year. Your guy who has the veteran experience, has that, you know, being able to adjust on the fly. Yep. I also think about the interception against the 49ers with Michael Gallup. You know, if he would have had, yeah. you know, a little bit healthier of a knee or been, you know, at 95% instead of playing at 80%, like maybe that interception wouldn't have happened too. Yep. So it'll be interesting. Interesting to look at that. Uh, we're running out of time, so I want to get to your idea yesterday from uh, that we talked about, Aisha. Uh, obviously, we are a week away from the NFL draft. Um, we know something big's going to happen somewhere, some way, but this franchise is notorious for having some really special moments uh, within the draft. So we're going to close out the show talking about our personal favorite draft moments, and hopefully that will inspire you guys to do some reminiscing on what the draft has looked like for the Cowboys. So Aisha, I'm going to go to you first because this was your idea. What was your favorite draft moment for America's team? Mm. 
I would say so. I'm I'm gonna do one that's recent because I'm still very much so getting linked into the draft and understanding it. But last year, I actually went to the draft and I was there, and I'll never forget being in the crowd when Sam Williams was taken. Yeah, the Cowboys fans, because Cowboys fans be deep at the draft. Like we, yep. was, they was outside, and baby, the disappointment, the the utter disappointment in people. And it really taught me in that very moment, I learned that sometimes we don't we don't know better. No, like we we, don't. Yeah. we can do all this stuff. Like the only reason why I know so much yep. even this year is because I've taken the time. But for the average fan, you look at Sam Williams and you just like, who is this guy? And then you go look at what he did in the SEC. You see his uptick and how he played this year, how he contributed. And it's just it was one of those moments that taught me. Hey, man, like we don't know everything and just let's just pay attention. But it was exciting for me in a way. Because I was the only one that was like, heck yeah, in the crowd. <laughs> we got it. We got it. I'm telling you, we did it. Now, granted, like, he, they took a second round, and a lot of people thought that maybe you could have switched it around or whatever, and you could have took him in a third. But for me, I was just like, oh, this dude is about to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And I was literally one of the other people in the crowd. I was like, okay, cool. Okay, cool. And everybody around was like, this lady in her stroller was like, who is that? <laughs> like, my bad. Honestly, lady, I'm sorry. Lady with the stroller, if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sorry for my excitement. But uh, that was actually, it was one of my favorite moments because it was a a realization moment for me. Like, okay, so maybe they know what they're doing and I don't. <laughs> Trust the process moment. Trust the process. For yes, me, real. I'm going back to the year 2016. Oh, because you know what you're going to say. Pick four. Round one from Ohio State. You mm. had the talk of the town, Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke's going to the Cowboys, and it was all offseason. You were hearing baby this. Shirt. You had the crop top. You had crop top Zeke era. I mean, I. This was the first draft as a fan that I really was so intrigued by. I'm like, who is the Zeke guy? Why is it? I don't watch college football. Like, I didn't know. And. Back then, I was like, why do people keep talking about this guy? Who's this guy? Like, what's the big deal? Started looking him up, and I was like, oh, no, I want this guy. Get him. Get him. Like, I want want him. So this was the first draft that I really was so intrigued that the the Cowboys could get that it guy in the first round, and they got him. And just how easy Zeke fit into the mold of being a Dallas Cowboy so quickly it was like the stars were aligned for him to be a Dallas Cowboy. It made sense. It He didn't fit anywhere else but the Cowboys at that point because he was just meant to be a Dallas Cowboy. Um, and, and so for me, even just watching, what are y'all watching over here? Oh, my goodness. What's going on in this TV? Anymore? You want to talk about draft moments. What on earth? I have no idea. But for me, to, to watch Zeke become the rookie that he did at that point and then see his career flourish after being so excited that the Cowboys drafted him. For me, I'm going Zeke. There, there's just no other choice that was for an me. Epic, you're actually such you're, a good draft. It was a good draft because I even remember when they picked up Dak. Yeah. It, even when they picked up Dak in the fourth, people was like, "I, I this is before I had Twitter, baby." I had, Twitter was going. Crazy. I had Facebook. Say. Sports talk on Facebook is different. You want, it's oh, different. they. You don't have time to get into. Don't that. go in the depths <laughs> of yes, Facebook. Haley, what talk, was please. yours? But that was a good one, though. Yeah, yours? I um my my favorite draft moment is not really like a moment. Um, I like am not gonna sit here and lie and pretend like I watched the draft like prior to working in this industry. Like I really just to me it didn't seem super interesting. Um, I'm so I that, there's not a lot for me. But the thing that I always think about when I think about 
Okay. The argument of the Cowboys being America's team, right? Everyone's like, oh, well, they're not America's team. Da, da, da. The epitome of why the Cowboys are America's team during COVID when nobody could do anything, um, everybody was Zooming, all of the players <sighs> yeah. had to get their ESPN little setups uh, with their ring lights and all that. Uh, and then you go to the Cowboys and how the Cowboys are set up, what their war rooms look like. Remember Cliff Kingsbury chilling mm. in his living room and that was crazy. And then you go to Jerry Jones, who is on the yacht. kicking it. Yep, yep. Kicking it <laughs> on a yacht. On the yacht. On the yacht. And it's it just looked like, like and it, it was, was out of a scene of Star Wars. And, and But the craziest part about that whole situation <laughs> is like, <laughs> you would have, that's not even a reality for most of us, right? right. Like, oh, like, let's just take the boat out, whatever. This, no, this man was like, <laughs> How can I be different? How can I be bigger and better? Like, let's do the draft from the yacht. Love it. And like, I just think of like the iconic picture of like he's in, he's on the phone, he's got like a suit on top, yeah. casual on the bottom, he's just cheesing on a yacht, on a yacht. Yeah. And that setup, it was very like Star Wars esque, yeah. which is it, it just made it even better. Yeah. So that's my draft moment. It just to me is like. Even when the NFL isn't peak NFL, like Jerry Jones and this organization is always going to find a way to like be the talk of the town. And, you I know, found like the it's picture just, of it. It's incredible. It's an incredible again. photo. I love so, it. That's funny. Yeah, so that's probably my favorite <laughs> draft moment. Uh, hopefully, we will have a new favorite draft Ooh. moment coming up in a week. Uh, I'm not sure what our show schedule is going to look yeah. like next week. I actually will be in Kansas City for the draft. I'm so excited. It's Ooh, my first uh, NFL Haley, you're going to kill it. So uh, I will be in Kansas City. I know I've talked about coming on the draft show a little bit, so I'm excited to bring you guys some interesting boots on the ground story. A uh, little teaser here. There's a lot of really good pickers this year for the Cowboys NFL draft, so uh, you'll want to stick around for that. We'll have some stuff on that. But uh, that will do it for our final episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk before the draft. We'll have a lot to talk about afterwards. But that's it for us. So for Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, I'm Haley Sutton. We will see you guys when we see you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this,